Mexico will not pay for the fucking wall. Strong and stable leadership. I was elected to represent the citizens of Pittsburgh, not Paris. Hitler didn't even sink to using chemical weapons. Brexit means Brexit. We're thinking about building the wall as a solar wall. You thought shite him. They're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're rapists, and some, I assume, are good people. From this moment on, please do not ever call us a racist party. The Conservatives have no majority, no mandate, and no plan. Just who the hell do you think you people are? Put on a proper suit, do up your tie, and sing the national anthem. Nobody builds walls better than me. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Everything Left. Joining me this week, we have Addy. Hello. How's it going, Addy? Well, it's going pretty well. Um, I'm supposed to have an appointment in about a week and a half mm. to get finally start my hormone treatment. So awesome. I'm pretty excited for that. Yeah, no, that's really, really good. I'm finally going to stop being a wooden boy. <laughs> well, you have to keep us updated on that. I'm pretty sure, considering mm. it's a audio show, people are going to hear the changes. Mm. I'm finally going to get my bar mitzvah voice. <laughs> so, Addy, as someone from outside the UK, what did you think of our election? What the fuck is wrong with you people? <laughs> that, that sums it up quite well. <laughs> like, I don't remember if you're the one who told me about the new Irish party. I think you, you told me about them. Yeah, the... Uh... The DUP. My reaction to that is why does an entire party have just one brain? And even that one does not work properly. Conservatives getting the majority was was bad itself. The fact that they lost some of their seats was great. The fact that Labour got more votes is awesome. But now that the Conservatives have t- turned around and teamed up with one of the worst political parties around it's it's horrible you know a lot of people are genuinely worried about what could happen next with with this coalition or team up however they're going to try and spin it but the dup is not a party you want anywhere near political power like they they seem so destructive They are a party that seems like their common goal and their only goal so far is to destroy everything that isn't white and Christian. Add uh, male and straight and cis in that as well. But that's a given when you say Christians. Like, I'm not saying Christians obviously are against being uh, part of the LGBT community or inherently sexist i'm just saying that when you talk about like a party dominated by quote unquote christian values you're not really representing the lgbtq community or women or anyone that has a different point of view or opinion or gender identity or whatever the old-fashioned christian values are I just thought the fact that if I go and say I have good Christian friends, I'm so going to sound like the white person saying I have black (laughs) friends, therefore I can't be racist. Yeah. But to be fair, I'm part of the group that gets persecuted by Christians. I can't be racist towards them. That's literally impossible. 
well, it's like we've we've discussed on the show before. Uh, you know, personally myself, I don't have a problem with people having religious beliefs, whatever those beliefs are. It's Christian, Jewish, Muslim, Sikh, Buddhist, whatever. It's it's when they people try to use those beliefs to put down other people and take other people's rights away. That that's when I've got an issue. So yes, it's the fact that people use religion to discriminate against one other people which i actually have a story about that here occurring here in israel someone posted a photo of themselves one of our politicians posted a photo uh wearing drag as part of a way to show support of the lgbtq community during pride month Mm. and it's I think it was done crudely, but it's sort of a legitimate way of doing it. So I don't really know what to think about that. But then as a way to delegitimize a different politician that is part of the same party, our um, main party that is now in, in control of the government posted a photo of that guy in drag supposedly saying that women are inherently weak and i assume to also mock the concept of transgenderism Mm. but i'm not sure that was their main idea i don't think they they really thought that part but i think they wanted to make fun of the aspect of him being weak and feminine which to begin with is wrong but add to that the aspect that they're actually mocking the concept of a man in women's clothing and even more wrong. It's kind of like adding oil to the fire or gasoline to the fire. Mm. So one of our uh, right-wing orthodox politicians tweeted, that's right, a man that wants to become a woman is... I'm just like literally translating it right now it's right in front of my eyes which is a coincidence because i did not plan that it's true a man that wants to become a woman is a mental disturbance just like a woman that wants to become a man is there anyone that disagrees with me to that my reply was fuck you you fucking bastard that goes against everything inherently enlightened enlightened also a man who believes in an invisible being and uses it to fuel his racist beliefs is way more wrong than any issues anyone has ever had with their own gender identity, you fucking pile of shit. I haven't had a rant like this since Spicer and the Holocaust centers. (laughs) Good times. To this day, people still say it's my best episode. I'm going to take that. (laughs) So, anyone who uses religion as a form to harass and go and pursue and try to harm anyone else, the belief that it's right, I hope you all fall off a cliff. Preferably down to hell, because that's where you belong. Yeah, the the DEP, they're... Their policies are so bigoted but rooted in their religion. They they are using the Bible to justify so much of what they're doing to the point where it, it's it's damaging to people with a Christian faith. It's it's wrong in, in so many ways. Like, they've opposed same-sex marriage um, so much in both Ireland and 
the UK as a whole, one of their MPs voted against marriage equality and their argument was the Bible says Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. And it's <laughs> when when you're using a book to define your party's policies, that's really dangerous. And it's not just them being against the LGBT community either. That's why they're against women's rights, especially when it comes to abortion and, and why women are leaving Northern Ireland and going to Southern Ireland and the rest of the UK to have abortions because they're they're being forced to 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 carry their pregnancy to term and and sometimes it's in horrific circumstances i i I knew someone um one of my father's friends he he's from ireland and his brother and sister-in-law were having their first child and halfway through the pregnancy she found out that the the baby's brain hadn't developed so it it was not going to survive outside the womb it it was guaranteed to be born dead and Stillborn, yeah. the doctors would not let her have an abortion they made her carry on for those nine months knowing that the baby growing inside her was doomed to die the second she gave birth to it and when when they can't even spare someone that kind of pain because of their religious beliefs it it boggles the mind the problem is when people use religious beliefs as a point that they can put other people's lives in danger and that can happen in a medical capacity or it can happen with the stupid wars occurring around the world for no reason besides a book and the creation that was developed by humans yeah when i think even if you you believe in in the Bible or any religious text and believe that it does come from a higher place, you have to acknowledge it, that at least it was written down by people and people have agendas and you, you can't take it completely at face value because there's so much in there that just contradicts itself and goes against the society that we know, which is why you have some, to use Christians as an example, some Christians who turn around and quote Levictus for being reason why being gay is wrong but don't do so for tattoos or cloth made from two different types of fabric it's like you you're acknowledging that you can pick and choose so surely by default you're you're saying it's it's not completely infallible there's there's something in there that isn't perfect about this like yeah the government here's a bit well i don't even know anymore it's <laughs> you know it's so messed up with what's going on there's no confirmed deal with the dup the queen's speech was terrible corbyn is in parliament just laying into the tories and but frankly turning around and saying well if you don't want to lead this country or can't lead this country we'll do it so it's i i sort of think i don't i don't really know what's happening what could happen but there's definitely been a lot of shifts recently, especially following, um, to sort of segue into our, our next topic, the, the Grenfell Tower incident, which has has reinforced a lot of anti-Tory opinion and, and swayed a lot of people to think maybe think differently about their political opinions based on some of the information that's come out and the way Theresa May has acted following following the tragedy. It has been a terrifying experience for people. This is why, when I've heard, I've heard stories, I heard stories yesterday uh, from the emergency services about the issues around the fire. That's why I came straight back to Downing Street and I ordered a public inquiry. And we'll make sure that takes place as 
soon as possible to get to the bottom of this. But this is not just about finding out what happened. This is not just about finding out who is responsible for what happened. It's about ensuring that support is there, here and now. But why That's wasn't why it there in place? Any other tragedy, flooding, you would have had the army there, you would have had organisers. I was there on the ground, I saw the chaos for myself. There was no one in charge and there was nobody willing to accept responsibility. We are ensuring that support is put in place for people. Now, that means that money should be made available. And we have to, one of the things I've just heard from people is about making sure that that money actually gets through to people. And that's, that's a very real uh, issue because we have to, as government, make the money available. But I want to ensure that people actually get that money in their hands so they can go and buy the things that they need. They're being rehoused outside the borough. They're being rehoused in places they don't know and don't live, don't have friends, don't have family. We are committed to ensuring that people are rehoused as far as possible within the borough or in neighbouring boroughs. Some people may actually want to go to another part of London where perhaps they have a greater support network, where they have friends and relatives. We are uh, ensuring that within three weeks people will be rehoused so they have a home to go to. I so you immediate again, do you support. accept though that you misread the public mood, the level of anger? You didn't go and meet residents and they really resented that? This was a terrible tragedy that took place. People have lost their lives and others have lost everything, all their possessions, their home and everything. What we are doing is putting in place the support that will help them. Did anyone try to throw water at her? She hasn't been close enough to let anyone try that, which is is one of the, the main criticisms. You know, shortly after the event, Jeremy Corbyn was, was visiting residents, meeting with people, listening to their accounts, giving them comfort. Theresa May was behind barriers and police officers and yeah, it pissed a lot of people off and, and rightly so, you can you can understand their frustration at that. I think the problem with your um, Wicked Witch of the East deal is mostly that the bitch won't die. Someone really needs to make sure the house is closer down when they try and make it tumble over. There's a lot of people feeling that following everything that's been happening in the UK recently and and the way she's reacted to it, she, she's just not fit to to hold the position of prime minister. Not necessarily from a point of view of she she can't do the job in a political on paper sense, but that she lacks the humanity and the humility and the compassion to do it. And it's it's not hard to disagree with that from things she's done in the past and now. She she is not a the kind of person who you would trust to lead you. She has no warmth or caring quality about her. The flip side is is Jeremy Corbyn. He he's passionate. He's saying things that come from a place of actual belief from him rather than his spin doctors telling him and he can win people over. Theresa May, she's a walking disaster. Wherever she goes, people turn off from her. They don't like her at all. And it's astounding that she's clinging on to the position she's in for as long as she has. So have you um, seen much of the Grenfell Tower? Do you, do you know much of what's what's happened there? I have read a lot about it, plus um, me and my dad kind of talked about it a lot because my dad kind of knows a lot about constructions and stuff. 
Mm. And we talked about the substance that coated the outside of the building that caused the spreading of the fire. Yeah. And that was like 100% negligence. Yeah. I feel bad for the guy that his fridge caught on fire, but it wouldn't have caused such an issue if not for the coating. Maybe his apartment would have burned down, which is obviously not great, but people wouldn't have died. How can we begin to understand the scale of the disaster that began in the early hours of this morning? What went wrong and might it happen again? First, it's worth knowing that buildings like this are designed to contain fires. The idea is that if a fire breaks out, the fire brigade will have the time to combat it before it spreads. That's why the building had a so-called stay put policy. People were supposed to stay in their flats until the fire was dealt with. In this case, the, the tragic situation seems to be that the stay put strategy that was in place, in fact, has led to people being in the building as smoke and flames penetrated right the way through the, the property. Um, the, the normal strategy there is that, particularly with a tall building, then um, some people may be less able than others to be able to escape down staircases through, say, 20, 24 storeys of a building. And therefore, stay put is a recognised strategy where people may be less um, able, in a way, to rapidly escape down a staircase. The issue is that the fire did not stay contained. It raced through the building. So that stay put system broke down. And the critical question is why? The prime candidate for allowing the fire to spread is the so-called cladding, the insulation applied to the exterior of the building. This was added recently, in 2015. I think the attention on the cladding is because we've seen in the reports and the photographs burning exterior of the building, and we've seen enormous areas where the exterior is destroyed. Um, and, uh, of course, the, the, the system that we've used, and we use widely in this country, and, it, and it's, it's, um, it's an accepted system, is an aluminium composite panel system. And that system effectively is um, it's a thin panel, so it's probably six millimetres thick or so, and typically it's made of two sheets of aluminium with a core in between. And that core is critical as to what it's made of. Because if we look at some of the um, fires elsewhere around the world and look at some of the fires in China or the Middle East, for example, that have been quite devastating, the core frequently has been a combustible um, type of plastic material. Newsnight has learned that the specific cladding in use in Kensington was a product called Rainobond. And in fact, there are two different versions of the cladding. The first is very fireproof. The second, which has a polyethylene core, is a bit less fireproof. And we've established it's the second less fireproof version of the cladding that they used. There have been questions about polyethylene core cladding from abroad. For example, following fires like this one in Dubai. Watch this polyethylene fire from France in 2012. It starts small, then quickly jumps up floors via the outside of the building. And within minutes, it's racing up the exterior. But the contractors who fitted the cladding in Kensington insist that their materials and work met the required standards. All modern British cladding is supposed to be of limited combustibility. Whether our fire regulation is in the right place, though, has been an open question since a smaller disaster in London in 2009. Six people died in the Lachanel House fire. 
Since then, though, not much has happened. That led to a very, very detailed um, coroner's inquest and report. Um, and part of that, they said that there should be a review of Part B of the regulations which govern, govern high-rise buildings. That's the fire regulations. Um, there's fire regulations, um, which hasn't yet been done. Uh, in October of this year, then Housing Minister Gavin Barwell said that it would be, um, but the sector's still waiting for that. And it was only in March this year, I think, members of the all-party parliamentary group on um, fire safety were, were warning that lives would be at risk if it wasn't. The Royal Borough of Kensington and Chelsea, which owns the building, has big questions to answer. The government's response to Lackanell House deserves probing too. We really need answers to make sure that other places don't suffer as Kensington has. Yeah, it's like the police officers, uh, not, sorry, not police officers, firefighters, they were being interviewed, I think it was the, the BBC or Sky were saying that normally a fire like that would be contained in one flat, then move on to the hallway, and it would take a long time to, to spread through the building. They said it had, had gone up dozens of floors in, in about 20 minutes. By the time they got there, they, they're saying they've never seen anything like that happen before because the, the way the building was, was made, it, it made it the perfect breeding ground for an uncontrollable fire. Yeah, because... The, the point is, the, the coating was something that cost millions of pounds. And it was supposed to be like routine maintenance, especially in, in older buildings. Now, I don't know how old the building was, but the point is that if you're coating a building, how about don't use flammable coating? Well, some, a number of the things that have been said about that is that it was, it was chosen as the material to do so because it was cheap compared to the materials that would have prevented or at least lessened those those kind of events but the point is the reasoning for doing like coating a building could be various reasons including a way to help prevent fire from uh, spreading too quickly which is kind of a paradox here not paradox but irony at least if you're going to coat a building in a substance that is supposed to help make fires less easily uh, spread, don't use something cheap. Mm. Because now you lost the entire building, plus human lives, which would probably mean that you are going to get sued. So what did you gain out of it? Some good news that's coming out today about the the event is that the the local residents ha have now been given a place to stay 68 social housing flats in kensington uh, are going to be made available to the survivors from the government so there, there was a lot of talk about what would happen some people suggested that they would be moved from london which of course upset a lot of people both those who were, were in grenfell tower and people from the outside looking in who thought it was wrong to to move them across the country because of a horrific event that was outside their control so now they they are being given somewhere to stay and hopefully things can start moving forward with this and i think the the people who played a part in this event should be held accountable and and hopefully they will be it's not something that's guaranteed a lot of times these kind of things the people who are to blame don't get held responsible but with, with the amount of public outrage there is around this, I'm, I'm hoping that answers will be found for this and, and justice will 
will be given to to the victims and the survivors and their families? I just feel bad that so many people lost their lives because of such a stupid decision. It was so preventable, so easily preventable. Can, can we start talking about deliberate murders now? Deliberate murders, um, sure, because there's nothing more fun than terrorist attacks. Just um, something <laughs> to cheer the listeners up. Now we're going to talk about premeditated murders. So last time we did the show, obviously we talked about the attack at Manchester, the, the bombing at the Ariana Grande concert. Since then, this being the first time we've had a chance to record, there have been a, another two attacks in the UK, both of which involved drivers hitting pedestrians and, and using vehicles to kill them. So the London Bridge attack, a white van hit pedestrians on London Bridge, after which three men exited the vehicle and started attacking people. Uh, eight people died and close to 50 were were injured. Um, following that, just a few days ago, there was a similar incident again in London at Finsbury Park where a man drove a van into a group of worshippers coming out of a mosque where a number of people were injured and, and one woman was killed. Both both of these things are absolutely horrific incidents. They're both terrorist attacks. They're people spreading hate and and violence and it's it's there there are no words to describe how awful it must be for, for the people there, for the for those involved, for the ones who witnessed it, for the emergency services, and it's it's further adding to to the divide in Britain, the the level of hate, and it, there, there's reports that saying that anti-Muslim hate crime has been on the rise since the London Bridge attack and the Manchester attack, um, because both of those attacks were perpetrated by people of a Muslim faith, which you have to you have to start thinking was the attack on a mosque then a result of that is is this just a horrible cycle that keeps going around because it just seems like the hate just keeps getting worse and spreading the the man who performed the Finsbury Park attack um Darren Osborne is, is a man who has ties to to extremist right-wing groups and was reported as saying afterwards that um, he wanted to kill all Muslims. And it's it's horrific that these things are happening. And both sides of this, the people who claim to be acting on their Muslim beliefs and those who claim to be acting on their Christian beliefs and, and British beliefs, are just aggravating each side. And there, there are no winners in this. I, I don't understand what these people think they're benefiting from performing such awful, cowardly attacks. The annoying part is the fact that the media depicts them as lone wolves with mental illnesses and social issues. And to that, my response is, fuck no, they're terrorists, and you're harming everyone with mental illness right now. Yeah. Because... People with mental illness are more likely to be part of the group being targeted than the group targeting people. So by stating that these people have mental illness, you're kind of hurting us. And, and the way the media are portraying these events is is so skewed. 
as well. I saw social media and news outlets as these events were unfolding. I, I followed them as soon as they sort of came into the public attention and straight away media were reporting on the London Bridge incident as a terrorist attack whilst the police were still saying it's an incident. You know, they hadn't released any official statement or anything like that, but because the people who perpetrated the attack were of a Muslim faith, it was straight away a terrorist attack. Yet after Finsbury Park, after the police and the government were saying it's a terrorist attack, certain media outlets were not saying it was a terrorist attack, were not referring to the attacker as a terrorist. One that that pretty quickly got a lot of condemnation online was the Daily Mail, who described the attacker as clean-shaven white man. It's like the the language they use for that event compared to London Bridge is so dramatically different. And it's making the situation worse because as soon as they think they can spin it towards anti-Islam or something that serves their needs... They they will do so in a heartbeat. They they will engage in Islamophobia and racism. But if it's an English person, if it's a white person, like you said, it's like no, they're they're not a terrorist. They're they're mentally disturbed. They're alone. They they had issues, and it's not their fault. We should be more understanding. And it's bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. They those two attacks are exactly the same. The details may be different. The 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 death toll might might be different. The people involved might be different, but the actual events, what they represent and, and the goals, they're the same. They're terrorist attacks, both of them. And that exactly ties into our first, pro- like, to to the beginning of, of what we said. The fact that people excuse hate. Oh, that person is different than me, therefore they deserve to die. That person is not like me. That person doesn't have the same values as me. That person wants something different than me. The fact that you can excuse death or you can excuse an act of violence is despicable. And if you do it, you don't deserve any respect. No. Because that is the problem. That is the main issue. There would be no war if people would just understand that being from a different culture, from a different religion, or from a different place does not mean that the person is not your equal. And excusing that, that act of violence against someone because they are Muslim, or because they are Jewish, or because they're LGBT, or because any other reason especially when it comes to minorities, is disgusting. Mm-hmm. But people will excuse that. They, they will do whatever they can to, to make those narratives fit their needs, to further their cause. And the media are so responsible for this. You just have to look at the headlines that the Daily Mail, the Mirror, the Sun put out there, and it's inciting terror and anti-Islamic views. And it's it's no wonder at all that attacks like this happen because just like people on the other side, just like those who are following groups like ISIS, people are being radicalised. But because it's it's white British people and because they're being radicalised by a newspaper or by hate preachers like Katie Hopkins or Nigel Farage, it's it's not the same thing. 
because that would be ridiculous. White people don't get radicalised. They don't become terrorists. That's something that people who are other do. The issue is mostly that people in main positions, politicians, leaders, teachers, priests, dictate hatred Mm. into their communities. Look at Donald Trump, our resident Cheeto-in-chief. He started the Muslim ban. He talked over a gold star family, which I'm pretty sure could be counted as more American than the radioactive sludge with a dead cat on his head. He keeps being a misogynistic asshole, which I doubt he even understand what I just said means, because I'm pretty sure he's brain dead by now. And yet people respect him. Because he runs a successful company, which went bankrupt between four and six times. I'm not sure how successful that makes the company, but it makes him a terrible CEO. So that's the main problem, that people respect that man and people respect men, especially men like him. Despite the fact that they do nothing that garners any form of respect. My nephew is two and a half years old, and the way he speaks makes more sense than the knockoff of Oscar the Grouch that is heading the United States right now, or the posh Wicked Witch of the West that is heading the UK right now. The good point is that because Theresa May is a woman, odds are people will not respect her. Unfortunately, it will also set back feminism in about for about a hundred years back. So... You know, you win some, you lose some. Yeah, it doesn't help that Britain's two female prime ministers are two of the most hated prime ministers in our history. It's it's definitely something that people are, are going to use as an argument against women in politics and having a female leader because when your only examples are Theresa May and Margaret Thatcher, that's not a good list to be a part of. Well, I mean, your former prime minister was a pig fucker. So not a great male example as well. But on our part of the pond, which is actually technically the same side your pond is, because we're only a continent away, not an actual ocean. Anyway, our female prime minister was fucking awesome. The head of defense was terrible, though. So maybe you guys should take lessons from us regarding female politicians. Or, you know, just shut down the entire operation and start new with prominently more autistic members in politics. Because I still think we can be better politicians. Speaking of yourselves, I know you you wanted to talk. There's been an incident in Israel as well that people might not be aware of that could have been overshadowed by the events in the UK. On Saturday, there was a terrorist attack in Jerusalem. A man started stabbing people. People. And a soldier tried to stop him. She managed to stop him, but she got critically injured. She died after saving lives of people. She was very young, and that proves my point about hatred, that it leads to nothing but destruction. Because a 20-year-old woman should not waste her life because of something stupid like territory it's i it's one of those things where yes it it was her job 
and she performed her duty and she was a hero but that doesn't make it any better or any less of a tragedy her life is still gone in horrific incident and uh, there's a lot wrong with the world and it's hard to know how to even think about how 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 you'd fix it because it's just a cycle of of hate that goes around it doesn't matter where where it is or who's taking part people cannot seem to to stop something is rotten from the core and i don't think we can fix it Mm. i really don't see how we can fix it because even if we're the majority the minority screams so loud and thrashes so violently that everything will just ricochet and will get hurt in the crossfire. Changing the the subject from one terrible type of event to another, at least this one, no one, no one actually died. I don't know if you've seen. There's um, been a video that came out where a a woman has she's she's gone to a hospital uh, for her son and has a complete meltdown because she she's not been given a white doctor we are live in mississauga where a mother is caught on camera demanding her son see a white doctor good evening the video is disturbing the premier commented today calling it shocking we're also going to hear from people who know the woman involved cdb's tracy tong is live at the clinic on queensway near here ontario uh, tracy we first reported this last night at 11:30, and today you tracked down the woman in the video We did, Ken, and she answered the door at her Mississauga home but refused to talk to us when we tried to ask her questions about what happened here at this medical clinic at Queensway and here, Ontario. You're saying in the whole entire building there isn't one white doctor? This video was posted online Sunday, showing a woman demanding a white doctor for her son at a Mississauga clinic. Oh my God, what type of horrible country do I live in? I don't know. Oh, my kid is this. So I want to see somebody else that doesn't have brown teeth that speaks English. That's just... She went unmasked. Mm-hmm. She showed her face. These two women say they recognized who was in the video right away and that they were friends until a few months ago. It was because of her racial slurs. You know, she was saying um, a lot of offensive things. You know, I have three sons. They are all black. So I just didn't want to have that negative person around my kids. Ma'am, we just want to hear your side of the story to what happened on Sunday. We reached out to the woman for an explanation today. She opened the door briefly, but shut it again without answering any questions. Neighbors say there have been several altercations with this woman and that they called police after she allegedly yelled racial slurs at children. Peel police confirmed they attended for a neighbor dispute last summer, but no charges were laid. She was calling my three and five year old brother the N word. He was not speaking English. His teeth were brown. I do not need his help. The premier says she's shocked and disturbed by the video. Uh, I think it's a shocking occurrence, um, and there is no, there is no place for that kind of uh, of behavior, that kind of um, racism and and uh, hatred. Quite frankly, um, in our uh, in our society, I think we all should be shocked. If we're not shocked, then that is a. Uh, that's a, a real problem. I hope she second guesses ever doing that in public again. If you have those feelings, leave them at your door in your house when you leave your house. Mm-hmm. Leave them at the door. Now that the video has gone viral, her former friends hope the woman learns from this experience. 
and Peel police say that they were called to this clinic on Sunday, but they found there was no criminal offense in this case. The clinic has declined to comment on the situation, only saying that they are proud of the quality of medical care provided here. Reporting live in Mississauga, I'm Tracy Tong. Zoraida, back to you. I have seen that, and to that my reaction is, fuck you, you fucking monstrous bitch. Like, your son is sick in the hospital. I don't know what happened to him, but if you go to a hospital, it's probably not something like a, a thorn stuck in your thumb or a minor cough. Yeah. So if you get to see a doctor, I don't care where the doctor is from. If that person has a medical degree, treat me mm. because the other option is not better yeah and it's at what point does does your hatred have to be where you would rather your child someone who you're supposed to love unconditionally and fully that their health becomes less important than your bigotry it, why would you be a parent if their needs and their safety don't come first to you I don't think we should go into that because we had discussions about that part, especially with that mother who sued her daughter because of the fact that she took hormones, which, by the way, she lost. Yes, I was going to say, the, the good news with that one is at least she, she failed. Yeah, so hooray for the girl. But the point is that people don't always do things for the best of their child. And there is no actual reason for that besides their own issues, which usually comes from hatred. So yay for hatred, you're hurting people. During that sense, you were created. Um, yeah, so, you know, hurting people, because that, that's fun. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Everything Left. If you enjoyed the show, you can follow us on Twitter by going to at underscore everything left. You can also join our Facebook group by going to Everything Left Podcast, where we'll be posting links to new episodes and making updates throughout the week. You can also find the show on Podcast Addict, Acast, iTunes, Podbean, and a whole host of other podcast providers. So make sure you subscribe so that you never miss an upcoming episode. Also, pleased to announce that Everything Left is now part of the Black Hole Media Network, where you can find a selection of fun and exciting shows like the film music show Between the Notes, movie discussion podcast Black Hole Cinema, the geek news show North by Nerd West, and the X-Files podcast The Acast, where you can find myself guesting on a few episodes. Before we go, we'd also like to make you all aware that the music for this episode is the new charity track for the victims of the Grenfell Fire. You can download this track and donate to the victims online, the link for which will be in the episode description, so please feel free to help if you can. Well, that's it for another episode. Thank you again to everyone for listening, and thank you, Addy, for taking part. I can't hear a word you're saying. I was just thanking the listeners. Oh, okay. Say bye, Addy. Bye, Addy. Okay, we'll see you all next time. Bye. Yeah, I don't know where to begin, so I'll start by saying I refuse to forget you. I refuse to be silenced. I refuse to neglect you. That's for every last soul I've been grateful, even though I've never even met you. Cause that could have been my mum's house. Or that could have been my nephew. Now that could have been me up there. Waving my white plain tea up there. With my friends on the ground trying to see up there. I just hope that you rest and you're free up there. I can't feel your pain, but it's still where it is. Went to the block just to chill with the kids. Troubled waters come running past. I'ma be right there just to build when your bridge, you
and feeling small When tears are in your eyes I will dry them in the dark. Yeah. 